Spring 1148 For some guard mice, combat is second nature. For some, a last resort. For all, it is decisive. The only good fight is a fight that ends. Time for the crab battle. Time for the crab battle. So I was works. trying to avoid that freeze. What's what's wrong with crab battle? What's wrong, Tander? Don't you want to fight some giant enemy crabs? If we hit their weak point, it deals massive damage. And when they hit them in their weak point, I'm massive damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first off, we uh, decide our goal for this, and I want it to be lead the crabs away uh, towards the raccoons, hopefully. But I honestly don't care as long as they're not here. So that would be a chase conflict. Well, only if they want to follow you would that make sense. Right. Oh. They get to declare their own goals and we decide from there. Uh, the, the crab's goal is uh, collectively to nest in this wonderful structure that they found. That makes sense. Oh, crap. I mean, so they might leave a little ways in order to protect it, because like I said, they're territorial... But unfortunately, also, like I said, they aren't actually aggressive outside of their territory. So we're actually going to need to chase them, I think. So you're saying we should attack the crabs? I think so. I think this is all for nothing. This might just be an actual straight-up fight yeah. for the first time. Yeah, this. I think we might have to have a goal of killing them, because they're probably not going to leave. Yeah, I think we need to ready our arms. Well, yeah, we'll be we'll be hitting them either way. Okay. Alright, so this this is a fight. Those are the goals. Their goal is to keep their nest. Our goal is to destroy them. Re- remove them from the nest either by chasing them away or killing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whichever presents itself easier. So now, it is time to roll for your starting disposition. I said there are three crabs, so that means crabs get to roll... Oh, not that many dice. Alright, and I forget how we do our disposition because it's been a little while. Okay. It's been a hot minute. Now, because this is a fight, one of you will roll fighter with aid from the others, and then uh, add the result to that mouse's health or nature, whichever you uh, prefer, so whichever's higher. Well, I have five fighter, so... I have three fighter. Alright, but you also have six health, while me and Francisca have four. Of course. So, basically, is Tanda the leader because he started the fight, or is Francisca the leader because she's the leader of our patrol? I'm at the front of the crab. Well, we're just trying to determine which would get us a better disposition. It also determines who's the leader of round one when we pick our interactions. I think we're helping whoever's fighter it is, so I don't think the role actually matters as much as the starting health. Mm-hmm. So, I think Tanda is the leader right now, and we're both helping. So, you get five dice for that, since we're all fighters. Okay. And then you just add that to your six health. So, yeah, roll five dice, add the number of successes to six, and that will be the team's starting disposition. One, two, so eight. That's good. And do we know our enemy's disposition? Ten. All right, Tanda, you're in charge. Yes. So now the the way this works is there are uh, three rounds. You will, uh, uh, as combat captain this time assign something for everyone to do. They can either attack, defend, feint, or maneuver. 
attacks and uh, maneuvers use uh, either fighter or hunter because you're fighting an animal either mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And uh, defense and feint use nature or lore mouse. Alright. I'm gonna have... I'm gonna start off with uh, the orders for the other two, okay? Alright, here's my plan. First of all, Tanner, make sure you put your sword bonus, what's it going into? What? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, how swords work is you pick one of the four maneuvers and you get plus one dice to that for the entire fight. Mine, I'll, I'll put my plus one into attack. Alright. Okay, here's my plan. Hear me out on this. I'm gonna start by having Marks use the pincer spear to attack it from the side. Okay. Is that going to be a feint or an attack? An attack. Alright. Or maybe it should be a feint. What is a, a, a feint? Yeah, maybe, you, maybe you'll feint it. A feint is a special attack that ignores the target's defense if they're defending, but if they attack us back, they just hit us, and we don't get to do anything because we tried something tricky. Well, what? But here's my here's my thinking, is that Mark's old feint from the side with the pincer claw, I'll stab it in the eye with my sword through the mouth of the of our crab, and then Francesca will use the other pincer spear to defend. Okay. Um, do we want to use these as spears? What's the weapon weapon type of this spear? A spear is plus one dice for maneuvers. I figured that since uh, Francesca has the lore mouse, it'd be good for defending. I only have two lore mouse, though, so I'd have to use nature. Yeah, I'll probably be using nature for defense also. I get plus two dice when defending. Shields are really good. Um, what do you? So maybe Mark should defend. Uh, defending doesn't do anything if we're still at full HP. Yeah, defending uh, is healing. It's regaining uh, lost ground. We could go full out right away and then. And then decide next turn. Yeah. Uh, so the claws are the pincers are gonna faint, and then I'm gonna just stab through the mouth at its yes. face. Yes. And you're doing your attack as action too. So yes. Our our order of actions is faint, then attack, then faint. Okay, that's what we're going to do. All right, sounds good to me. All right, your first move is to feint? Yes. The <laughs> crab's first maneuver is to defend, so they do nothing. You nice. successfully called their bluff. Good job, Fantastic. Yeah. All right, so I am rolling at my fighter skill, which is three dice. Or I could roll hunter, which is also three dice, so it doesn't make a difference. On all of these moves, you can get help, you can apply traits or whatever, uh, uh, just like any other skill check. Okay. So, you you already know that any successes yeah. you get are coming straight off disposition. So, I say just count two help right now. Sure, <laughs> sounds great. Uh, the other thing to know is that something I learned last recently is that, because uh, I think it was pointed out after last session with South Patrol, but uh, a rank two trait is lets you add plus one die per roll if it applies. It's not limited to like twice per session like we thought. Yeah, the the book that we have is different from like multiple dis right. sheets I've seen. The, the character sheet says that it's plus one die per roll. The, the the cheat sheet on skills says plus one die per roll. So I can use Driven for an extra die for this. Alright. So that brings me to six dice since we're all working together in our crab robot. This is a very good thing we've done. Alright, six, five, four, that's three successes. Nice. So three damage straight to the crab. Okay. What do they do? Like, they're clearly uh, fooled by this, and, right. and you've done a successful thing. Describe to me what that looks like. So they were trying to do a defend action. So I assume they were expecting us to, like, attack with our mouse bits, because they can probably see our, mousey, our mouse bits and that we're inside a fake crab. 
I mean, yeah, wh- wh- one the, the nearest crab did lift up the shell and reveal the three of you in it. it. It lifted up the shell, and immediately the fake claw just digs into the underside of its arm. <laughs> it, it assumed we weren't dangerous because we looked like a fake crab, but it turns out we actually made it out of sharp rocks. Good, good. Oh, man. If somebody does fan art of this uh, crab tank you've made, I'll be so happy. <laughs> So your second action was Tander attacking, correct? Yeah. Meanwhile, the crabs are maneuvering. This is a versus test. So when you figure out uh, just how many dice you're rolling, I will roll uh, for the crabs. And whoever gets more gets to do something. Okay, I am going to... As the feint is happening, Tander is drawing his sword, and he's going to deftly stab at the crab's tender face parts. I imagine there's like a slight combat roll and the the feather in your hat is swishing. It's very cool looking. Very dashing. Alright, so uh, you hit are rolling fighter, I assume, because I think yes. that's the better of your fighter or hunter Fighter, skill. Fighter is three. Alright. One, one from your sword and whatever. One from both of give. us. So That'll, six. Six. And you still have tough if you want to use it, but now might not be the time. I'm going to stick with the six for now. Alright. Okay, it's six on six, actually. Oh, they have a high nature. We need all this teamwork. I'm glad we're inside of a crab and working it together as a giant mech, because that rules. One, two, three, four successes. That's a tie. Oh. Alright, on, <laughs> on a tie, they don't get anything since they had no margin of success, but we also deal no damage. So what's right. it maneuver look like? So, uh, I think that their maneuver was just to sort of back away and start to surround you, but in the moment that Tander's stab, you know, is at full extent, that's just when the nearest crab starts backing away. (laughs) So you you are now encircled, and uh, just by a matter of millimeters, uh, uh, failed to strike at uh, the lead crab. But it sounds like since it backed away, we have our crab armor back. Oh yeah. All right. So we're we're in an okay position, but we're we're surrounded, but armored. And uh, now it's uh, Francisca's turn. And what was this move you were doing? We were doing oh. a second feint with the spear. Ooh, that's what you think. That's Crabs attack. picked attack. All right. So we go to try to do something clever, but it's and- just going to get our tank. Up. And you take uh, three damage for the. Oh wait, crabs have special things on. You get an extra success, I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember yes. exactly. Can how we? It works. Uh, can we use the armor like the rules and absorb a point of disposition? Because you are armored. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that counteracts their advantage there, but you still take three off your disposition. Okay. So they. Basically, they slam a heavy, meaty claw into the side, like one of the ones encircling us slams our mm-hmm. tank, and it cracks. And and all th- it, it begins to crack, and all three of you buckle under the weight. It's time for round two. Somebody else's conflict, Captain, and the way it stands now is seven to five on disposition. All right. Um, I know a lot about defense, so if we don't mind, I think I'll start with the defense. Uh, if I'm conf- can I just be conflict leader then? Or do you want it, Francisca? I'm going to take my headphones off for a second, so we're doing this secretly. Okay. I'll be right back. Well, I was thinking 
my plan right now is that I want to do as hard of a strike as I can, because I'm taking, I'm throwing away the pincer, I'm using my axe right now. Okay. So, so, we'll start with Francisca's attack, and then my defense, to try to shore up this armor. Because um, we have less disposition than them, so I kind of want to keep our disposition high. We have less wiggle room than they do. That's fine. And then for third action, for Tander, your sword is still set to attack, so we could have you attack, or we have these spears, so we could try to do a maneuver. Tander is best at attacking. Alright, then it will be, that's our actions. We are attacking, defending, attacking. Alright, so this, the crabs are again maneuvering. They, they really want to get an advantage here. Alright. So this is... Another opposed uh, check. Opposed check. Yes, Francisca, you're getting help from both of us. All right. Well, right now, Francisca is just having flashbacks about hearing about her mom being disarmed right now, and there's just fury lighting into her eyes, and she's gonna charge right in, right into the middle of this one crab. So I'm gonna tag fearless for this. So you're basically diving under a crab to try to get at its belly with your axe. Pretty much. And those pincers are right there, so it's a little dangerous, but. Have no fear. So that puts me up to 8. I'm going to tap a Persona point, and I'm going to add my nature to this as well. So that's going to put me at 12 dice. Alright. This might end it. Tell me how many are successes. 5, 4, 2, 3, 6, 2, 1, 3, 2, 6, 4, 1, 4, 5 successes. Uh, I am going to use my level 3 trait to reroll those misses. <laughs> Six one four three six two six. I have nine right now. Plus, I have my axe, which puts out a ten. Ten will do it. Are you one-shotting this crab? Uh, so if they have three successes or less, they die. And I'm telling you right now, they got three successes on that maneuver. You hit exactly hard enough to cut this crab open. You cut this crab in half. <laughs> well, I mean, this there are three ca- crabs, so what yes. happens? Well, this one is not a problem anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, that that's their team disposition. So what happens is all that fury builds, and as you move forward, one is trying to distract you so the others can, can flank and get a, an advantage. But you bury your axe in its face. It, it comes out clean. And on the downswing, it cuts off the leg of the other next to it. And before you come back to your senses or your uh, uh, compatriots have any idea of, of what actions to take next, there are three dead crabs on the beach. Oh. Well, dang. Francesca's just breathing really heavily. So we also, though we do have to do a compromise because we are at five out of eight. We lost our, our cool crap robot. This is why I wanted to defend first, but uh, I didn't quite think the follow-up attack would immediately succeed this vigorously. Would immediately win the fight? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, my defense plan was pretty solid. I was going to use my metal umbrella to reinforce the underside of the shell. Well, you know what they say, the best defense is attack. Actually, yeah, uh, they're, they're not all dead. That is the... Uh, compromise. Only the one dies. Okay. The other two yeah. are sufficiently scared off. <laughs> that seems fine. That's that's, that's all fun. we wanted because it was it was murder or fleeing was our victory conditions. So. I'm sure they're missing several 
legs and pincers. The one certainly is. There's a an eight. I think the one we fainted is probably missing a pincer. There's an eight-legged crab. There's a seven-legged one-pincered crab, and there's a dead crab. Oh, just a reminder. That was nineteen dice I just rolled. (laughs) And you could have rolled three more for a fate point. (laughs) I could five more. Dang. All right. So that was a success. Successful route. Uh, each of us gets to mark a success with a skill we used during the thing. I did fighter. I did hunter, so I'm going to mark... Well, actually, no. Uh, my fighter would be a failure, wouldn't it? Because I missed. You can mark a success or failure, and actually, no, you, you did only fail your one roll, so I guess that would be one failure, yes. Yeah, I would recommend taking failure, because fighter's They're... one of the riskier skills to level up. Yeah, that's fair. So take what, take what you can. <laughs> And since I didn't get that nature or that faint out, I just have fighter. I mean, you so you rolled fighter for both of your checks. Um, oh no, you didn't get a second check. You're right. So you just get a fighter success. No, all yeah. I did. Here's what happened in the fight: we hit it with one pincer, and then Francesca killed all the crabs. <laughs> <laughs> killed one, scared well, Francesca two. killed a crab, and the other ones were scared all because crabs. one was injured and one was not wanting this. Short, the crab disintegrated. That was one pissed off mouse. What's up, mess with her? <laughs> All right. That said, I feel really good about this crab armor plan. That was cool. A window opens up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey. All right. That thumbs up. That. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let's open this crab up and get some of that meat. That's. Uh- we eat crabs? The mice eat crabs? No, in fact, there, there is a dead crab we can eat right here. Uh, but mice do not usually eat meat. They're omnivores. They can eat meat. They can? They don't yeah. like it very much. I looked it up before the campaign because I wanted to know this. I wanted to know if hunting was a thing we could do, and the answer is yes, kinda. They don't like meat, but they can eat meat. They're omnivores. Oh, yeah, they can't eat it. I remember that in one of the books, so... They, they prefer seeds and fruits, but they can eat whatever. Yeah, there, there's a bit, uh, I think this is the, the one you're thinking of, Riley, where uh, they go fishing and one mouse just ends up puking it all out. Yeah, yeah. that was the one. Yeah. I finished that book. That's a good book. Yeah, we probably wouldn't like crab, actually, all that much. I bet Tanger would like crab. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a taste for it now. It is established you like grasshopper legs. It's, it's like a giant version of grasshopper legs. How about a spider? Hey, do mice make butter? That's a good question. That's a good question for another day. Uh, well, what's, what's that? Where would we get? Let's not from? ask questions about any dairy products. <laughs> All right, I'm recipe wise. Let's uh, let's make this crab into a stew. Uh, maybe. First of all, let's check up on uh, on the people we just saved because they they said hi. And they said thanks. So let's uh, let's also say hi and. Uh... Uh, Caligero is currently manned by a single member of the guard, Conrad. He is. Uh... How old are you, Francisca? I forget. 30. 30 years old. So that means you were born in the, uh, in 1118. Sounds right. Yes. That's how math works. All right. So how long have you been in the guard then? For about 15 years or so? Yeah, about 15 or 16. Okay, then you would probably recognize uh, Conrad as someone who is in your or near your uh, pledge class, I guess. And he's unusual for coming to the Guard not as a team, 
but as you know, a, a mouse in his twenties uh, or thirties, he's he's older than most. See, I was th- already thinking in my head like Marx has only actually been in the guard five years, so he was kind of late, but not as late as this. Not guy as late as that guy in signing no. up. Uh, yeah, so he he has a peg leg, and he carries a, a large fish hook as a weapon, and he's very thankful. So, about running out of food, there's nothing I could really do about three on one. Two, two I could handle, but uh, I swear these things are going to be the death of me. Oh. I what? I didn't... What? Alright, Marx has rations that he's going to share, because this man sounds hungry, and that's my instinct. He starts scarfing them down and talking with his yeah. mouth full. Conrad has no need for table manners. That's fair. Uh-huh. He lives on his own. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that uh, that ship moored out there is that my resupply? I think it was supposed to be, but then we heard about crabs, so we ditched that to come here first. Ah, it's all right. Now that uh, I can see out the windows, leave out the doors, I can actually uh, forage for myself. So uh, that works out. I should keep an eye out for raccoons, though. Yeah, there's some raccoons downstream, so be careful if you head in the direction of the stream. Kiddo. I've been here for, uh... 16... Just giving a heads up. I've been here for 16 (laughs) years. I know that there are raccoons down the stream this time of year. They come down and hunt the crabs. Sometimes they don't get them all. Yeah? And we actually stole this shell from them (laughs) to make the, the crab... Vehicle. Yeah, that was a fun one to watch. I ain't never tried that one myself, but uh, <laughs> oh boy. You want to keep it for next time? Oh, it might be a little heavy for one mouse, but I don't think we can take it on the boat, which is a shame. I kind of want to. Do you want to keep it? Yeah, why wouldn't we keep it? It's cool. Let's take part of the shell for Marks. Maybe you can reinforce your shell with that plating. I mean, I could take. I could probably take one of the spears we made. If you don't have myself a stone pincer spear. If you don't keep it, I will. I can always figure out something to do with something. Yeah. Could probably fix that roof up there with the shell. Might look cooler than that. Or like art. <laughs> art. You could do art. <laughs> sure. Anyhow, anyhow, uh, he uh, wipes his paws on his chest, not even on his cloak. Oh, Conrad. Uh, <laughs> this guy's really cool. <laughs> and uh, oh, he gives you a little gesture as he climbs up the stairs to follow. I got, uh, you, you hear things moving and stuff falling over. Uh, just one second, I left it. Oh, here they are. Uh, there's a, a pack of notes and letters uh, just my my records from the outpost uh, over the winter and uh, spring so far. I haven't had a chance to send them. Would would you mind taking these back to Gwendolyn for me? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, seems easy enough. We'll be back there soonish. And we're probably going to have to report back to her real soon anyway. So plus plus we got the map from last session. Yeah, we have we already have other stuff to deliver. So yeah, I won't add we have nothing. Other side quests. Oh, we'll new move. new maps. You got. Uh, What's changed these days? Oh yeah, we should have a spare copy for you. Uh, new settlement just a bit south of here, uh, Wild Seed. Oh, you don't say! That's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. I think something about it being a new town for that one town that was ransacked by an owl, something like that. I'm not sure there are enough folks left over from that to fill a town, but uh, hey, happy to see him try. Yeah, well, at least it's a place for them as well. So. 
Uh, should uh, they're they're apparently going to be growing grain out there too, so we're going to have uh, a second city doing that soon, <laughs> which is exciting. Uh, bet you ran afoul of some folks uh, getting that squared away. Ah, uh, you would not believe how greedy some mice can be. Yeah, well, you wouldn't believe what's on the other side of the Great North Sea, but uh, I still try to tell the stories. You've been north of the sea? That's Hold on, hold on. Conrad. But you're outside the territories, that means. Conrad. Did did you have anything to do with the Black Axe? Well, if I did, I wouldn't be allowed to tell you now what I get. Black Axe is definitely one of my interests, so I'm transferring that to Francisco as well. (laughs) I mean, you wield an axe and you're big on Mouse Guard lore, so the coolest axe would obviously interest Francisco. It is powerful. Alright, so we're going to give Conrad a good salute and uh, deliver his mail. Nobody took any traits against themselves, so you all have one check to spend in the player's turn. And here it is now. Alright, so we're not even going to do like a survival thing, we're just going to be in Lockhaven then? Hey man, this is self-directed. This is the player's turn, you tell me. Yeah, that's fine. So we get a cool scene transition of us saying goodbye to Conrad, and then he shuts the door, and then it opens. The, the screen goes to an identical door in Lockhaven, and we, it's opening as Marks Mark watches Marks Marks marches in <laughs> with Marks. Marks. Mark. One day I'll figure out how words work. Oh God, I just uh, yeah, my I'm through. sorry. My next mouse is named Wordsworth. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for stealing real people names, let's go whole hog. Wordsmith Wordsworth. Who knows how words Wordsworth. work? Yeah. Um, Says Wordsworth. <laughs> I have two ideas for a thing that Marks can do here, and I have a question quick about rules, because I don't remember. How do you get more wises? Is that a winter session thing only, or can you study? I believe that's a winter session thing only. Okay, that's what I was checking. Because if I can't do anything, then Marx is going to do what he always does when he returns to Lockhaven and man the kitchens. All right. Are you going to test your cook or baker skill? Yeah. I was going to test cook just to, you know, test the skill. How many people are you cooking for? So I know what to set the difficulty at. Well, we don't need to eat right now because there's food everywhere. I'm just kind of cooking for... The question is, are you angling for a success or a failure? Right, yeah. I still need two more cooking failures and also one more cooking success. So I think I'll go for a failure right now because right. it's pretty low impact if I fail to cook right now. Try something hard to make. All right. It sounds like you are cooking for whoever happens to be in Lockhaven right now. So that's about a that's a big family size meal. So this is a f- what? For the this whole is town? A, <laughs> did you not read my my last setting info post that says that there there are times when Lockhaven is basically a ghost town? Yeah. The only permanent resident is Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn and just a couple other senior staff. Genry is here, the quartermaster. Tailspin's probably here. Some civilians who uh which that's not really the correct word. Just keeping the lights on, but they generally, you know, keep to themselves, take care of themselves. I imagine most of the permanency is during winter. Exactly. Yeah, I only got one success, so that's a failure, I'm assuming. That is a failure. Everyone is so happy to hear that, that Marx is in the kitchen, because Marx knows his way around a kitchen. So Gwendolyn actually eats with everybody. She, she clears a space in her schedule to, to be sociable. Not, not that she's, you know, 
apart or, or secluded. She's just very, very busy. All of those people we mentioned, even some of the locals show up, and what they get is... Probably mostly fine, but Marks can't keep up with everyone, so some people have yeah. to wait a while. So they, they show up to, to long lines. Some people eventually wander away back to their homes like, oh, this is not... Can't I, get some wine <laughs> not twice. What I signed up for. It, it might be good, but it's been three hours, my word. <laughs> <laughs> what are you cooking? Well, what I'm cooking is for everyone, because apparently I showed up at a time when I was the only cook. Poor Marks. Uh, Francisca, Tander, what are you up to? I'm gonna go do what I always do when I'm in Lock Haven, which is train with my blade. And I should also uh, shoot for a failure, so I'm gonna set up an incredibly elaborate... Uh, um, no, no, I have a great idea. What if you're training against the crab robot? <laughs> that would be elaborate. Right. So you get like three other mice to operate it while you try to do duck and weave and dodge the claws and All right. stab out its eyes, which are a pair of like blueberries you glued on top of All it. Alright, let's do this. Okay, they are going to be, let's say, you, you said there were three mice, so I will put, give the, th this will be an opposed check. Alright, feel free to add anything you want to this. All right, well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna like I'm gonna try uh, uh, maneuvering, and I'm gonna put my sword on that. I guess so. I get four plus okay. my fighter. So I'm gonna roll, and I've got three successes. All right, you you beat them. You uh, <laughs> you taught dang Tanner's cool. You taught yourself a fun <laughs> little trick, and you uh, with a, a bit of leverage, you flipped the shell over and the three mice holding it up all tumbled these uh i'm gonna guess these are like uh pre-tender paws so like they're they're guard yeah, they're in their training in, year. yeah they're they're in their uh craftsman apprenticeship year and they are all very impressed yeah with stuff like this actually i'm wondering if tander isn't like towards the top of his class even. <laughs> i graduated top of my class that's pretty cool so I guess mark a fighter success. Yep. Tanner poses dramatically for the for the for the for the three younger mice. Sheathes his sword in a dramatic fashion. He tells the tale of how of the, the crab robot from up north. Of how he about how he fought off used that very robot to fight off an army of crabs that were assaulting uh, the coast. <laughs> All right, Francisco. But he can't even remember the name of the outpost. But that's how, that he doesn't just doesn't house. mention it. He remembers the smell. Francisca. <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to think of what to do. I want to work on my one of my social skills, which probably would be a persuader. But I think the one thing that I want to do is check in on Saxon because he did get injured. Yeah, 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 yeah. As much as I don't want, like, hanging out with him, I do respect him. I do respect him. And he's... Francisca will admit that he is the one of the best. Definitely better than her at fighting. So she's gonna drop in and see... How is Saxon doing? Uh, well, you've been gone for plenty of days. Saxon, uh... 
he was injured, right? He wasn't sick, he was injured. Yeah. Yep. Uh, his injury has healed. You see him uh, arguing with the, the quartermaster for... It's been about two days since he thought he was good enough to leave. He really wants to be back out uh, on a mission. And uh, Genry is telling him that, yeah, you will as soon as your, your patrol comes back. You know that you work best with those uh, mice, and uh, the Gwendolyn has jobs for you to do when you're together. He's just arguing that that's there's no reason for him to be here. There there are other jobs to do. I I can go solo. I can I wouldn't be the only mouse in the territories doing that. So so that that is where you find Saxon in the midst of that argument. I'm probably going to stick my head in and actually stick up for Saxon. All right. This is a chance to use that persuader that, that you're saying, too. Yeah. Let's do that. And I am going to tag Guard's Honor, because, well, I think it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So this that. is against uh, Genry's will. Okay. That sounds like I'm probably going to fail. <laughs> Clear these dice out. Sounds like Genry's stubborn. I got two successes. So, uh, it, it's an impassioned speech, uh, but it does not get through. Orders are orders, procedure is procedure, and uh, we're, we're expecting Rand and Kenzie back any day now. Just calm your pants that you don't wear because this is Mouse Guard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Prince, let's go wear some most clothes, I think. <laughs> I mean, if we're counting the most coverage, yes. If we're counting individual articles of clothing, I think that's either Marks or Isolde. Oh yeah, you both I think Isolde. Because she's got like a vest and a tunic and and glasses. But no pants. Uh, but as... Yeah, Isolde definitely As Genry just puts down that that's the final word, he leaves and you're left uh, in a room with Saxon. <sighs> I didn't need your help today, you know. I know. You are certainly headstrong enough, but it certainly looks like you're ready to get out in the field, so... What I mean is, I did need your help uh, a ways back, so... Hmm. Thank you. It's just got nods and... Hmm. People are talking about that uh, crab contraption y'all brought back here. Oh. Yeah, that was quite the journey we had up there. They're also saying you cut the whole rest of the crab off it. <laughs> well, I only took out one. The others just fled out of pure fear. Francisco, sorry to accidentally brag right now. <laughs> he, he laughs, and I don't know if you've ever seen him laugh before. Uh, and he says, uh, I would have too. And he sort of like claps his hand on your shoulder. In, in like a, a gesture of camaraderie and, and he heads back to harangue Genry some more <laughs> I kind of chuckle at that if we had Saxon and Francisca I think all of them would be dead yes <laughs> <laughs> the crabs would not have escaped alright that's the end of your checks but I'm calling for another scene just for closure okay you, you do have a debrief with uh, Gwendolyn back in her office 
Uh, there's another shot of all those little uh, pawns on the map of the territories. It's a fresh, crisp map. It's the one you delivered. And the pawns are all in completely different places than they were last we saw it. Time moves on, Except man. Except for Conrad's pawn, which is where it always is. Yeah. Uh, so she, she's accepted that stack of uh, notes and reports from Caligaro. She thanks you. Uh, and so, yeah, what about your journeys do you, do you wish to tell her? I suppose we need to at least report that the crabs were completely spontaneous, so probably have some patrols go out there just in case, make sure they're not returning. Marx's idea is probably completely off base, but his theory is that it was just that their, their migration pattern seems to go past Caligero, so maybe hiding the outpost better would be a good thing to do so the crabs don't see it straight from the shore. Like, put it up higher or something? That would be a lot of work, though. And he recognizes that this is probably an impossible thing, but it's probably going to happen again. I'm sure it will. Uh, every few years. Uh, every few springs. You know, uh, it, it is just... We are but one people uh, sharing these territories and uh, caring for our young and trying to continue on. Uh... The crabs and those uh, raccoons you mentioned are the same. So, yes, we will have to see what we can do to, to make our footholds in, in this wilderness a bit more sturdy. Thank you. And uh, Marx also wants to especially report on how Wild Seed's doing when we last saw it, because we're probably the first patrol back from it. Uh, that the, the planting is underway, a silo's being built. It's going well. Yeah. Uh, that is fantastic. In fact, there's something in the works that I think you might want to help me take care of. But that's for then. Marx gives a sharp nod. He'll do whatever he's sent to do. Okay. No complaints or questions. And anything else? Anything from Tander? Uh, that's it for me today, I think. I did... <laughs> I had a busy day. <laughs> Tander has nothing to report to Gwendolyn, because he's probably still a little intimidated by her. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm i not like, I, I've helped fight, I fixed a boat. I think he's actually going to say, no, I just had a busy day today, right straight to Gwendolyn's face. I, you know, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm just a tender paw, I don't have anything to report. Oh, there's always stuff to report for you. Uh, we successfully fought off the crabs, and that's it. He's delivered that uh, uh, cartographer and brought back maps. I'm sure it was nice for you to spend some time with your family out on your first patrol. Yes, it was great. I wouldn't count on seeing them often. That is one of the burdens we have to carry, but... Uh... Oh, that, 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 that's a real shame. A real shame. <laughs> <laughs> I think Francisca is probably one of the few that probably sees her folks every year, even despite uh, her mom being retired. Both her moms probably come to Lockhaven during the winter to help out, mm-hmm. like just with cooking, feeding, just and stuff. in general. Yeah, because she did serve in the one of her moms did serve for I don't know, like thirty years at least. So, but uh, yes, as your mentor does know, just be- sometimes, sometimes is very different from never. 
we, we have to maintain relationships, the relationships that we can, uh, so that we remember just what our work is worth, what we're, what we're doing, and why we do it. Somewhere in the background, out of the window, Saxon has snuck out and is going to be patrolling solo, whether he's given an assignment or not. Oh dear. That's unhelpful, Saxon. <laughs> uh, Francisco probably comes to the window by walking straight in front of it. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> uh, and I guess I, that brings us to the end of session. Ceremony? Ritual? The end of session. Yeah, ritual is a really good word. So who here acted on their belief and played toward their instinct? Either or. I go, I will nominate uh, Francisco. Well, all of us have to go out. This is we're not at that part yet. Although we can totally MVP Francisco. Uh, but first, <laughs> uh, belief and instinct and goal we got to do. So belief first. Uh, I don't think Mark's really had a chance to do his belief today. Um, no mouse should grow hungry on any mouse grows fat. I did feed a mouse, but that's more of my instinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't any inequality to deal with. It was just a crap. You're drowning in fate points anyway. It's fine. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> in Tanner's eyes, they had the problem. They had a problem. There were crabs. Now there are no crabs. Perfect solution. What's uh, Tanner's belief again? Strive for bigger and better things. Well, having less, having no, having no crabs on your house is better. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer it to having many crabs. <laughs> I was more thinking of uh, your brave and foolish. I'll I'll lead the attack on the crabs. Yeah, was pretty cool. <laughs> he did really good. We got that faint in. Like the first faint we had, that succeeded. Between either patrol, yes. Oh, and it worked great. Nice. It worked really well. So I definitely got my beliefs done, but I actually acted against instincts. Yeah, tell us about that. Because the one thing that Francisco was always exercising when she fought Crash before was always do it cautiously and always have a way to back out because they're nasty. This time she got that fire in her eyes. She wanted to protect her. She wanted patrol mates. She wanted to honor her mom. She just dug that axe straight in, right as they were trying to pinch at her. <laughs> that just went. That for was it. a fun, fun moment. Uh, okay, let's talk about goals. Who succeeded at their goal? Who worked toward it without succeeding it? And who just let their goal go by the wayside? Uh, we rescued the one siege survivor, so that's my goal. Okay, take a persona point for accomplishing it. I don't think Tander succeeded at his goal, but he sure did try. So there's a fate point for working toward it. Okay. I definitely fought off that crab. <laughs> I, I'm swimming in fate points. Yes. I think anytime we roll a six on a thing, we should just spend the fate point to do better. I, I have the perfect <laughs> opportunity point, for that just... fate, but I succeeded already. Yeah, I understand why you did it, but you could have. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to that crab? It's just pure dust. So that brings us to the things that earn you persona points. Uh, we already mentioned accomplishing a goal, but playing against a belief in a dramatic way. This is another one that didn't come up, but that's okay. Now, the, the MVP, the workhorse, and the embodiment. I think 
I could nominate all three, uh, each of you for one of these, and I'm waiting to see what you think before I, I step on all your toes about that. <laughs> well, I want to I wanna nominate MVP to Francisca for completely destroying the crabs, but at the same time, I really love my crab tank. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. I'm really proud of how that kind of came together. I'm definitely throwing March the workhorse just for that crab alone. Because that was so awesome. Mm-hmm. That's two-thirds of what I was thinking. I was going to also say that Tander, just for acting so foolishly, and uh, what was the other one? Bold? Bravely. Uh, let me I pick. think bold, I think, is his other trait. Bold and foolish and tough. And I only I use bold and foolish. Yeah, you use yeah. them, but in such dramatically appropriate ways, and you acted pretty tough, even though it didn't come up as like a bonus on a yeah. roll. Mm-hmm. It could have, for a couple cases, just didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I'm fine with those three things being what they so are. So each of you take a persona point. Alright. I especially like that thing with Tanner, because he acted more independently during this session, while previous ones were telling, hey Tanner, get on the boat. Alright, now we're up to enough Persona points where I feel like that add one die per point spent or tap nature, that that first one is a legitimate option now. Because mm-hmm. I could I could just spend three and get three dice without cost, because I have that many. Alright, so uh, I think the next time we see uh, these three mice it will be summertime. Ooh. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. And with that, thanks everybody for listening. It, it's so nice to be uh, recording these now while getting to see uh, people's reactions and, and interactions with us now that we're posting them. Shout out to the thread, by the way. You guys have been great. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to see someone comment, and I appreciate it every time. Yeah. Now, you can find that thread we mentioned at lp.zone. It's a place for people to post Let's Plays and other stuff and it's free to register for and it's got a pretty darn fun community yeah uh you can also just help us out you, you can find us on twitter at uh six feet under you can find us at six fu that's the numeral six uh fu.tumblr.com uh that's another place you can find things like uh in between episodes i'm writing short little uh profiles of things in the mouse guard setting so the, the first one is about some characters in the books that we met in uh, our first North Patrol session. The second one is a little bit about Lockhaven itself. That sort of thing. Yep. And be sure to check us out on our website, the best-looking podcast website around, sixfeetsunder.com. Mm-hmm. In words. It's so good. It's so fun. So thank you all for listening. And have a good night, folks. Good night, folks. Good night, folks. Good night.